Welcome, I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. I will share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. So if you are ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Everyone, welcome back to the podcast. All right, this week we are talking, or I'm taking up a topic that was suggested to me, because remember, I take requests. Um, And the topic was suggested as sportsmanship. And it was in the middle of a conversation we were having at class where I train. And it was about, you know, a student that was not treating another student well. And I was like, yes, sportsmanship. And it would be so easy to make this a rant. (laughs) I mean, it'd be too easy, right? Because we all have stories. We all have times where, you know, someone wasn't very sportsmanlike or we witnessed things or we saw things or we were things. Maybe we were the, you know, the, the badly behaved for a moment. And it would be so easy to go there and just go straight into storytelling. But the point of this is not to do that, all right? The point of this is to remind everyone that, first of all, a few things. Let's, first of all, one, as a friend of mine says, it costs nothing to be kind, all right? We are all trying to play the same game. We're all going through similar struggles. We're all trying to do our best that we can. And there's just no need to be mean, right? And the other thing is, is it's an abundant universe, right? There are no shortage of Q ribbons out there to be had, right? There, you know, in in a lot of cases, the way that we compete, we are competing kind of with ourselves or, you know, we're just, we're collecting points or we're collecting cues or, you know, in other words, someone doesn't have to lose in order for us to win. And so I think that's really important um, for us not only at home when we train, but of course, more so at trials or on, on social media, or there's all these other places where all of that kind of can get lumped into the sportsmanship category. And I personally am of the opinion that, you know, putting someone else down in an effort to make ourselves feel better is kind of the cheap way to go, right? I mean, that that's the easy way, right? People Um, do everything from just a a snippy comment or, you know, whether or not, you know, they'd be like, well, I wouldn't wear that sweater, (laughs) right? Or what have you. And they're, in a way, they're trying to make themselves feel better. So it's, it really is a reflection of the person who is saying the mean thing, uh, less than probably the person who's being the recipient of the mean thing. But I really do think that it's about um, how people need to feel better about themselves. And if they tear you down, right, if someone says something mean or, you know, to you, and that if they push you down, then automatically they're elevated, right? And it's cheap. It's a cheap way to go. It's a cheap way to feel better about yourselves. It's, uh, it's kind of like, you know, just taking the easy way. And I don't 
think it needs to be that. And then you have the people who do it on almost a systemic basis, I'll say, and can be bullies, like downright bullies and using, you know, manipulating or using different tactics to, you know, really coerce people um, to do things for them or say things or act certain ways or not be friends with some people. I mean, we've seen it all, right? Again, this would be super easy to go down this rabbit hole of giving examples and so forth. But I think the only reason to bring up some of these things at, at this point is I think sometimes it helps to, you know, stop and think about how we want to respond. And sometimes in doing that, if you take a second to think about where this other person might be coming from or what they're trying to do or even what they're trying to accomplish with their hurtful either words or behavior, sometimes it helps us frame a better response or better yet, you know, kind of walk away. Or, you know, if we're a person who is really good at addressing conflict, then, I mean, more power to you. I'm not the person, I'm going to admit, I am not the best person with conflict. I'm the person who thinks of like the perfect thing to say after the situation's over. Um, But I do think it's important to, you know, the first thing when you hear something, either saying something about you or something overheard is to just almost like stop and count to three or five or even 10 if that's what it takes before you respond and really take into consideration, you know, the source or where that's coming from or what that might be about. So let's, um, we'll, we'll say that's kind of an intro to this conversation and let's start to get into some of the ways that, um, some of the ways we need to sort of rewire our brains. Okay. So in terms of brain wiring, okay. We are wired, as I've said a million times before, to look for the negative, to look for danger. It's how we survive, right? If we can identify the negative or dangerous things in our environment, we can avoid them. And by doing so, we can live to hunt another day, right? As cavemen and women. Um, But nowadays, that wiring, that looking for the negativity doesn't really serve us in the same way because, you know, we're not being chased by bears that often uh, and um, we're really not in danger that often. And so our minds are sort of like, well, I've got this razz on for dangerous or, you know, negative things. Like, what do I do with it? And unfortunately, you know, people use it for evil, right? They use that, that power for evil. And if you've caught yourself doing that at any time, and we've all been guilty of that, I want you to realize where it's coming from and that there is, there is some like kind of permanent wiring in there that makes you think of the negative, right? The difference is like everything, it's what you do next, right? What do you do with it? So we're going to start here with like when we personally have the thought because we can control ourselves, we can't control the rest of the world. But when we can have personally have a negative thought or think, um, you know, I can't believe she's wearing that, right? Or whatever the negative thought is, we get to pause and stop ourselves and choose again. So maybe we didn't say it out loud, right? Hopefully. Uh, Maybe you didn't say it out loud. But you can stop yourselves and be like, hey, what? Whoa, why? Why am I having that thought? You know, Um, 
you know, what is it about the situation that is making me think that? Or what is it about the person? Or what is it, what is it that is making me think that? And the reason I'm starting with ourselves and kind of turning the mirror on ourselves is, again, that's who we can control. Okay, we can't control others, but we can start making our, you know, competitive environment, our class environment, training environment, we can start making it better when we make ourselves better. Okay, we all can influence that we all can take the higher road. So when we have the thought, just think about like, wow, interesting. I don't know why I'm thinking about that. But I'm going to choose to turn it around. I'm going to choose a different thought. I'm going to choose to distract myself. Um, or maybe I'm going to choose to look at this later, right? So that is something we can do, all right? Um, something else that we can do is we can make sure that we are not engaging in, you know, what would be considered maybe gossip or storytelling or, you know, jumping on any bandwagon that might happen by. And dog shows, oh my God, there's like a bandwagon driving by every five seconds, right? You can walk up to any group of people practically and they're talking about somebody's dog or somebody's, some handler or, you know, can you believe or did you see? And there's really no shortage of it. So again, did you start that conversation? Nope. But you do not have to participate. And you can, if you feel comfortable, find a really elegant way to just say, hey, I'm not going to participate in this or, you know, this gossip isn't for me or what have you. And, you know, I've gone so far as um, I've actually trained my friends pretty well, it turns out, because my friends will, most of them will now ask me, do you want a piece of gossip? Like, do you want to hear a story? And a lot of times I say no, and sometimes I say yes. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie about that, right? But we have a choice of do we want to hear that story? Do we want to, you know, because by by participating in the gossip, by participating in the storytelling, especially when the the person who it's about is not there to actually tell you what happened, we are promoting it. We are. And all of us are guilty of that. Like I said, I've just admitted I'm guilty of, you know, wanting to hear a salacious tale sometimes, right? Celebrity gossip magazines are billion dollar industries because people love to hear that stuff. And people love to hear it because they, it makes them feel better about themselves, right? Um, you know, some celebrity went out of the house, you know, without makeup on, looked terrible, you know, got got a picture of, you know, eating a donut in the car or something like that. You're like, you know what? I feel better about myself today. I mean, okay, but it's not necessary. This is what I'm going to try to convince you of. It's not necessary to tear others down to make yourselves feel better. We got to stop doing that. So you can walk away from gossip. You can walk away from those situations. You can let your friends know that like, you know what? I'm not here for that. I'm not, you know, into that story, what have you. Okay. So that's how we can, we can do that. Um, you know, the other thing is, is that, you know, there's a lot of things that people like think are okay to say that probably really aren't. So just taking another beat and thinking about what you, what, again, the thought that you're having in your head and does it need to be said, right? Does what you're thinking need to be said out loud? Does it need to be shared? Will it make the world a better place? Um, and I know that's kind of a lofty goal or a lofty thing to say, but like, is it kind, you know, is it 
Is it worth telling? Is it, you know, going to make someone feel better? Um, you know, does it need to be said? And I, I don't want you to like suddenly like, you know, take on a vow of silence, right? I, don't, I mean, dog shows are our communities. You know, we enjoy being there. Our training places I know is my community. I just love being there. And so we want to enjoy it. And we want to, you know, sometimes we join a, a gossipy group because we want to feel like part of the team, part of the crowd, part of the community. And that's a way to bond with others, right? But I just think there are more constructive ways to do that. Okay. So the other thing I want everybody to be aware of is also that if you are saying something about someone, um, know your community, know your audience. You know, the dog show community is terrible at keeping secrets. So most likely whatever you're saying is going to get around or get out or even be overheard directly. You know, we think we think we're whispering, <laughs> but you know, when you talk to barking dogs all day, your whisper might not be as whispery as as you thought. So you could not say it. Or, you know, you just need to be really careful with your words and understand that, you know, it is a community. It's probably going to get back to the person. And would you be okay about that? Like, would that be okay with you? All right. So, okay. So let's talk about some other things when it comes to, again, what we can control. And part of it is, is that sort of like mean girl voice in our heads. And, you know, the question is, is would you say that to a best friend? Would you say, would you want someone to say that about you? Is this true? All of those things. Okay. So really consider that. All right. So now let's shift to a little bit more positive. Okay. You know, I really like to believe, and I think it's true, honestly, is that this truly is an abundant world, right? There are enough Q ribbons for everybody. Though I did share an agility trial once where we ran out of Q ribbons. Contrary to that, there are enough Q ribbons in the world. There is enough to go around. There's plenty of room for people to be successful and you to be successful. It is not a zero sum game. So whether you needed to hear that today or those are words that you need to share with someone else, take them, (laughs) do with them what you will. Um, But just try to remember that we don't need to tear others down. We need to build everyone else up. So if we think about truly as a community, we want, then we should want everybody to succeed, right? Um, We should want everybody to do well. We should want everybody to queue. We should want a hundred percent queue rate that day, right? Maybe, maybe the judge is the only one who doesn't want that, uh, especially in agility, but we want everybody to queue that day. We want it to be a fabulous experience for everybody. Wouldn't that be amazing? And we have to respect that everybody's going through struggles with their dogs and, and overcoming obstacles and everybody's on their own individual journey and how wonderful if we could be supportive for one another and be there when people need us and, and ask the kind question and, and do the kind thing, right? Like I said, doesn't cost anything to be kind, right? Or to say the supportive word or to, you know, just say, you know, good job or looks great or good to see you or something. A little bit goes a long way in this world. You know, we're all coming out of this kind of sequestering, you know, of different levels in the pandemic. And in some ways it feels like just yesterday. And in some ways it feels like a long time ago that, you know, I was only leaving my house to go to the grocery store. Um, 
But regardless, I think it really shifted a lot of things and a lot of people in terms of how they want to relate to the world and how they want to go out in the world and be and do. And I think, you know, I know if I speak for myself, you know, you make some decisions about like what's important and what you're willing to do and and how important our dog community is and how important they are to me and my life and what I enjoy doing and things like that. And so I want the community in which I spend a whole bunch of time and a whole bunch of money um, to be a place of joy. And all of us can do our part to make that more joyful for someone, even if it's just complimenting, you know, a stranger's crate pad, right? I mean, you just, you don't even know the impact that it might have uh, to someone in a given day. All right. You really don't know. Um, the other thing I want to make everybody aware of and is terms of language. And cause I've caught myself, of course, um, and try to raise awareness about this whenever I possible. But you know, when we ask people, when they come out of the ring, how'd it go? How'd you do? And I think there's this perception, um, certainly by the recipient of that question that what they're, what the person is asking is, did I cue? Did I cue? Because that is a very common measurement of success or, quote, how it went. And I would love for you to challenge yourself to come up with different language around that. Um, and, you know, when maybe when someone comes out of the ring, instead of saying how to go, you say, you know, was it fun? Did you have fun? Um, did you, you know, get done what you hope to get done? Did you, you know, did, did you accomplish any, you know, personal goals or something, right? I think we can ask a different question that doesn't automatically put the recipient of our question kind of on the defense. Because if I come out of the ring and I didn't cue and someone says, how'd, I, how'd you do? I feel like they're asking me to tell them I did not do well. But if I'm doing my process goals correctly, then I might be able to say, well, like, hey, we got that weave entrance. I'm so excited. Or we did have a hell of a figure eight. I'm really excited with that, you know? And so if we ask more open-ended questions or more supportive questions, maybe, we will get better answers, honestly. And we will get others to maybe reframe their own performances in terms of actually, I did have fun. Or, you know, that you come out of the ring, did you have fun? You'd be like, well, I don't know if I did, but, you know, Fido sure had a good time. And automatically that person is thinking in a more positive way. So I guess this week, I, you know, I don't want it to be a rant because that's no fun. Who wants to listen to a rant? Um, but I do think that it's important to keep sportsmanship in the front of our minds. And more than that, how we can be supportive of everybody and be a positive member of a community, right? I remember when I was a kid, this is something that was burned into me when I was like, I want to say like 15. And I, um, I got, had a horse that like, I finally had a horse that was doing well, right? After years of, you know, paying your dues and getting beat up and, you know, losing, losing, losing. I, I had a horse that was winning a lot. And I remember my coach pulling me aside in the barn and I can tell you everything about this day because this was like such like, you know, you talk about like moments that shape you, right? And she pulled me aside and she said, you know, people think you're getting a big head or, you know, people think you're not being very nice or, and I was devastated. I remember as a kid, I was very devastated. And 
underneath, I think the truth is I was probably a 15-year-old having fun winning for a change instead of getting beat up all the time. Because in that sport, it there were no cues, right? It was, you know, first place and, you know, trying to beat other people in order to get the points. Um, and um, and I remember real, having it really shaking me. And I just didn't, it wasn't my heart. It wasn't where I was coming from. But I took it to heart and obviously, and I um, really thought through it and took her words to be the true perception, right? Whether that was my intention or not, that was absolutely the perception others had in me. And I really wanted to change that. And so I made a concerted effort um, to do that. And, you know, even today, I don't post that much about my dogs. I do post some because it's it's fun to be proud of your dogs. Um, but I'm very aware of that and um, I try to remember that day and I try to bring myself back to that and to that feeling and to the realization of who do I want to be in the world? What is the energy that I want to put out in the world? Like what is the energy of my blogs or podcast? And, you know, do I want to be, you know, taking others down and and judging other people or do I want to be building other people up? And so I've really taken that to heart. And I think that with a little bit of self-awareness, we can all think about, right? So hopefully you're driving to your next trial and uh, you can think about like, okay, what is, who do I want to be in the world today? Who do I want to be at the trial today? You know, do I want to be the person who, you know, opens doors or helps people or says a kind word Or maybe I want to keep to myself because I'm working on not participating in gossip, you know? Whatever your goals might be, really think about, you know, how do you want to be seen? How do you want to, um, you know, what is is the gift you want to bring to the community that we're all really in? Uh, You know, sometimes you see the same people trial after trial, you know, because geographic reasons or what have you. And, um, you know, that's something to think about. Okay. So again, no admonishing. We've all been there. It just was like something that was just so top of mind. You know, we were in our training facility and one student had been kind of ugly to another student. It really wasn't warranted. And, and, um, it just made us think that like, you know, sportsmanship, being kind, being supportive, you know, what does that mean? I love that meme that is like, you know, um, you know, something about a real queen, you know, fixes another woman's crown without telling her it was crooked, you know? And, and I just, I love the sentiment behind that, even though I'm sure I just screwed that meme up. Um, but I love the sentiment behind it because we don't have to get credit for straightening the crown. Um, but being supportive of each other, being helpful, you know, being compassionate, Um, being understanding, seeking to understand instead of jumping to judgment. You know, all of those are characteristics that we can always, always be improving in ourselves, right? I want to improve that in myself. You know, I I want to be that. I have goals that, you know, go beyond my goals with my dogs. I have goals for me as a person and as a handler and as a judge, I'm a draft judge, uh, carting for those, those of you who don't know what that is. Um, you know, and there's ways that I want to be seen and, um, you know, if something happens and I falter for whatever reason, I want to improve that. And that's all we can do as humans, right? That's all we can do is make a better choice. So that's it. That is my, I hope that wasn't too uh, venti, Um, but you know, I hope I give you some ideas or some, made you think about it a little bit or um, what I don't 
want you to do. And of course, by saying don't do it, I'm going to tell you to think about it right now, I guess. Um, but what I, I don't want you to think about, yeah, Karen, she's a piece of work. You know, I don't want you to do that. I don't want you to be running through the mind, your mind, all the people who you think are rude. Stop it. Doesn't matter. You're the only person you can change. Okay. You are the only person you can change. Let that beautiful change, that great energy, your smile, your supportiveness, all of that, let it start with you and let everybody else sort their own stuff out. And you just be a really great, happy, shining example for others. And you be the supportive one and you be the first one to say the kind word and to go give someone a hug if they're okay with hugs right now. <laughs> That's not a universal thing anymore. Um, and um, yeah, so how can, that's my challenge to you. How can you this weekend be a person who makes the trial just a little sunnier? All right. And with that, that is it for this week. And I hope that you are doing something fabulous this weekend, or at least you're having a great time with your dogs because at the end, that's what it's all about. Have a good one. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. I would love it if you found me on Instagram or Facebook at The Q Coach and let me know how it's going. I also offer a monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out the blog and other free content. And finally, be sure to share, subscribe, and leave a review as it helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.